All right, I've got some numbers coming across the wire here as we speak. It looks like the Philly Fed came in, uh, the manufacturing index significantly below expectations. I'm looking at jobless coming in uh, just under what they were looking for, 222,000. And it does look like the building permits and the housing starts both fell for another month. Housing starts down 4.2%, building permits down 2.4%. So we'll break it down. We'll get the numbers prepared for you here. I want to bring in our next guest, Dan Demings joining us this morning the managing director of KKM Financial is going to help us take a look at the numbers here Dan I'm looking at the well Philly Fed first and foremost it looks like uh, it came in here the manufacturing index down 19.4 uh, they were expecting possibly to see a strong number here after the Empire State number uh, but it does look like the regional data here is still coming in well a little bit of a disappointment yeah, if it's down that much, I think I was they're expecting down like six yeah, percent if 6 I saw correct. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a uh, yeah, this is quite a significant uh, dispersion from uh, what was expected, uh, and from a, a slowing standpoint. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the prices paid component came in, but also, uh, you know, as you mentioned, building permits and uh, housing starts. It seems like it came in uh, pretty much in line with expectations uh, below last month, but they had lowered those expectations. So uh, th from that standpoint, not too much outside the the box, I guess. But it is interesting yeah. to see how the Philly. Fed did have a big miss here. And as you mentioned, the weekly jobless claims look like they're pretty much in line yeah. as well. So see if that has an impact, Ben. So to answer your question, the Philly Fed prices paid at 35 spot 30 prior 36.30, so just below that. And to your point here, jobless claims at 222,000. They were looking for 225. It looks like prior got revised to 226. That's uh, up ever so slightly from 225. No major miss here, no real surprise here, and still an indication that even in this higher rate environment, uh, labor conditions remain very strong. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing that uh, allows the Fed to continue with their fairly strong message, uh, and that, that seems to be uh, proliferating through the markets here the last yeah. couple of days as well, uh, because, yeah, we continue to see uh, pretty tight labor markets, and uh, and so that's, you know, one of the mandates, and if that's uh, one of the mandates that's stable, they can certainly be more aggressive in combating uh, pricing pressures. So we, we know we have kind of a soft housing market, right? We headed into this one with that uh, assumption in hand. We've got uh, uh, the Philly Fed not necessarily reflecting what we saw in terms of the Empire State earlier in the week. And ultimately, the jobless here is still showing, again, that uh, uh, labor conditions remain pretty strong. So to your point, I guess this is why we're not really seeing a big move to the upside here in reaction to this. The indices are kind of just treading water. ES here right around this 3926 uh, level, basically where we were headed into the number because it does sound like again the focus here this morning is well after comments from uh bullard and some of the fed speakers that we're going to be on this path for a while now higher rates i mean ultimately and uh maybe this run-up that we saw recently got a little bit ahead of ourselves on yeah it appears that way ben and you know the, certainly yeah the the message that the fed officials are putting out there the last couple of days has been uh pretty aggressive and we're going to get some more talking points today throughout the day uh the one thing that um i talked to oliver about yesterday and i want to reiterate today is you know when you look at the, the bond market and it's really kind of indicating i think why we're seeing uh, the potential for some weakness in the equity markets as you've said getting ahead of itself because if you look at the way the inversions are being priced in now I actually, I think I misspoke yesterday, but I think it was the six-month tenure that I quoted yesterday. And but looking at the three-month tenure, you're still looking at an inversion of 48 basis points. 
that's extremely steep from a historical perspective. And certainly when the three-month starts to trade above the 10-year, it's pretty much a sure bet that we're going to see a recession in the next six to nine months, at least some recessionary type of pressures. And I think that, that we continue to see that playing out. And so maybe that's another factor why the market's starting to realize that uh, maybe it got a little ahead of, ahead of itself for the fact that we're going to see some economic slowing in the coming months. You know, possibly, Dan, as you say that, maybe what's the, that's what the crude traders are dialed in on as we've yes. seen uh, energy prices come off significantly crude back down to 83. Nailed it, Ben. I, exactly. That's my that's my belief as well as why we're seeing commodities coming under some pressure and crude as well. Uh, you know, it's because we are now you know trending back down towards the, the the three week lows, and you know, so if we were to break below eighty, well, what is it, eighty two, um, eighty two twenty five, I think it would be you know the next uh, level. If we were to break there, then we could see a continuation back down to the levels that we did see uh, earlier this year, the September low of seventy six. So. Uh, yeah, there's some pressure there. And also, you know, uh, the dollar coming under some pressure mm -hmm. is certainly another factor. Uh, gold being uh, boosted here and because rates are coming down and because of some of the uncertainty surrounding the global perspective. And now that the dollar doesn't have, you know, the rates are coming in uh, and shifting as far as the dynamic because of the slowing that the market's anticipating. But still, they're still elevated. Uh, but now the dollar has lost some of its favor, I think, because uh, I think you, there's a terminal point now for the rate increases that's being priced in, and now the dollar is kind of falling out of favor d due to that. One, what's one of the factors contributing to why the dollar is under some pressure? Also on the uh, bearish side of the list, you have, uh, well, China, ultimately. I mean, they are talking about easing some of these COVID restrictions, their zero-tolerance policy, but their numbers have been on the rise, right? I'm hearing 20,000 yes. now. Uh, and, I mean, at some point, they're going to have to address that. I, you would think so, Ben, because, you know, I think that if as as the globe continues to wrestle with the, the virus and, yeah. you know, the and kind of the understanding of how it's going to work its way into, uh, I guess, just our uh, existence, uh, you know, viruses exist. And I mean, you know, certainly there's trying to put, pin it to a zero level is uh, virtually impossible. Mm -hmm. And um, so, they, you know, they're going to have to figure out how they, uh, if they if they feel like they have it contained, if, they, if the, the, va the vaccine whatever it might be but at this point they continue to walk a very hard line and that's certainly uh impacting uh i think uh, uh, several asset classes because of the, the size of the economy and the market's still trying to figure out when they might start to slowly and if, and uh, continually uh increase you know activity and allow you know i guess people to move around, people to come back into the, the working conditions and some, you know, open the society up is the words I'm looking for so that, uh, you know, we can see some uh, shift in economic activity there. You know, disruption, I think, is really what it comes down to when you're talking about crude prices coming off, whether it's COVID or uh, just demand uncertainty in general. And I noticed here a reflection of that uh, Japan trade data came out, uh, a larger than expected October trade deficit, and the export, Dan, slowed to 25.3% from 28.9 as imports accelerated to 53.5 from 47, I'm sorry, 45%. So it's not just China, I mean, Asia in general. 
Yeah, it is. It's, you know, that region over there continues to, uh, you know, struggle with some of the dynamics uh, from the, the lingering effects of the, the COVID and mm -hmm. also the mm -hmm. supply chain issues and, mm -hmm. and, and the shifting dynamic as far as, uh, you know, uh, just various, uh, you know, aspects of what was typically what was viewed as a typical kind of uh uh, transportation or uh, logistics type of chain prior to COVID, you know, still, there's still disruptions and those are, you know, those are going to linger. You're going to have those tremors, I think, uh, you know, over the next couple of years as well. Does seem like uh, geopolitics here, while lower today, gold has been uh, a bid in reaction to some uncertainty, as we talked about at the top of the show, as far as uh, what's going on in Russia as of recent, or at the very least, the ongoing war. And Dan, always appreciate you joining us here. Good breakdown, taking a look at the numbers Thanks, here and uh, what's going on in crew. Dan Deming, the managing director of KKM Financial.